life's gone down the drain. Your body's wrecked with pain. There's just one thing to blame. Dynamite in the brain. 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 Thanks for listening. I'm Brian Smith, a proud owner of a new pair of trousers. And this is episode 38 of Dynamite in the Brain, the podcast that loves anime and hates fun. As always, I'm joined by my co-host. He does not care for scallywags on the bus. It's Anthony Askew. Bonjour. Hello. Hello. We're, you're sounding better. I'm sounding better. Mm, I've, I, I never thought about that. Yeah, we're healthy. Mm. Mm. I've still got a bit of phlegm on my chest, but you don't really Yeah, I've still got a bit of a cut, cough, but uh, yeah, I'm much, much, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm near death's door like I did for the Ninja Scroll <laughs> episode. <laughs> and we're guestless as well. We are guestless, and it's week two of Ninja Month. And our uh, fast. ninja-related subject of this episode is the 20th Lupin the Third TV special from 2010, directed by Tetsuro Amino. It is The Last Job. Uh, Tetsuro Amino is known for Macross 7. He worked on most of those, uh, most of the early iterations of Super Deformed Gundam. <laughs> And he also directed the 2008 Lupin the Third special, Sweet Lost Night, which I think is one of the ones I've not seen. Maybe we should mention that in a future episode, because no doubt Lupin will return this year. Yes. In a future episode. Uh, and it was written by Toshimichi Okawa, uh, who wrote uh, episodes of Lupin the Third Part 3, Episodes for Golgo 13 television series, Cat's Eye, Dirty Pair, and he also a, a lot of live action credits as well. And on other Lupin stuff he worked on, were, they worked on were Sweet Lost Night, Stolen Lupin, and Green vs. Red. And have you seen those or not? Uh, I've seen Stolen Lupin and I've seen Green vs. Red. Right. Right. I've seen bits of Lupin the Third Part Three, but I don't know whether those are his their episodes or not. Yeah, yeah. And Satoshi Hiriyama was the animation director, and they worked on most of the Lupin specials throughout the nineties and two thousands in various capacities. So they've and got the credentials at least. They do. Yes, they know their Lupin. And this Lupin the Third special involves ninjas. Hey, uh, thankfully, because <laughs> there's lots of ninjury stuff out there, but not that much worth talking about. Um, uh, yes, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my original plan was to do uh, Fuma Conspiracy, Plan of the Fuma Clan, or whatever you want to call it, the OAV, uh, which was released in the UK on Western Connection, but I no longer I no longer have the videotape, and it would take him too long for the DVD to reach these shores because it's not being released in the UK. It just can't be done. So, to, in order to fulfil our Ninja Month requirements, we have gone for <laughs> this TV special instead. Mm. Which um, I think until there's like a box set coming out of like Best of Lupin, which has got supposedly the last performance of all the current classic Lupin cast together. All right. so obviously, we're on to our second Lupin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but up until that point, I think this may be the last time they're all appeared together. <gasps> Which may times. be why they were calling it The Last Job. Ah, I see what they did there. I get it now. Because the next special was the one from 2011, which just aired in December, where um, only two of the cast of this special remained. Mm. I, I like that. I like they've kind of got this sentimental value to it. And, anyway. Yeah, the, the film opens with Lupin stealing a uh, Buddhist statue, which has been discovered in the secret treasure hoard of Hitler. In a uh, building in... I must have got that page I left open. Um, was it the city's name? It begins with an R. Yes. Ah, uh, uh, Rugen. Yeah, That's it's right, in Rugen. Because yeah. um, there was like a Nazi uh, tourist area was built there under Hitler. 
and while they were rebuilding that, they discovered this hoard of his treasure, one of which was this Buddhist, Buddhist what, what, statue. Which, yeah, I suppose it's nice if you're into that kind of stuff. And I did look at some pictures of uh, Rugen and the area, and they're pretty spot on on, on the uh, geography. What with the buildings and stuff like that? Yes. Uh, architectural style and yeah. stuff. Yeah, because it does look very nice. So I would go there on holiday. And uh, Zenigart is transporting this from Rugen to Berlin with the help of I think it's GS9 G- or something? Uh, yeah, something like that, who are the German special ops anti-terrorist yeah. unit. They're a real thing too. And uh, Lupin obviously decides to steal this. He manages to, and it's part of a great treasure. There's three other treasures which, when combined, will reveal the location of this ancient weapon called the Fujin. Wind God. Yes, which apparently uh, various warlords in Japan had thought fought over, and it was being protected by the Fuma clan ninja. And there's one of those... Lots of ninjas. Yes, there's a group of ninjas led by a guy called Morgana, who's very not Japanese. He appears to be Italian. And he's one of the things I hate about this. I'm going to jump in and say that outright. Ugh. I'm going to say it's, it's because of his just general design is so weak. I, I think it's the mask that ruins it. And he reminds us of a character from Ninja Scroll TV. And I've already said I don't like that. So this was just kind of <laughs> like a little nudge, a little poke in the size. So I had to go and check online to see if anyone had kind of worked on both. But I couldn't see any remnants of that. Still, uh, yeah, so he leads one... He leads a group of ninjas and who are after it. And then there's this another ninja oh, whose name I've... Maya? I wrote down a no. No, not oh, Maya. No. Maya's the, the, nin, the, the, the Japanese girl. ninja he has working for him. Yeah. Um, I've written down the name of a dog, but didn't really oh. <laughs> name down. Kaitaro? Um, uh, yeah. Kaitaro? Yeah, that's her dog. Yeah. Um... Last job. Oh, uh, so you want her name? Yes, her Oscar. name. Oscar. That's it, that's it. I wrote down the name of a dog, but not her. Not yes. Her. <laughs> and she works for Interpol, but she's also after protecting. And while um, Morgana, the leader of the ninjas, man, the evil ninjas, manages to steal the treasure away from Lupin, he also kills Onigata. <sighs> right at the start of the film. And so then there's like a chase around Italy and Germany between Lupin, Asuka and Morgana's ninjas as they try to round up the various bits of treasure. Oh, and Fujiko as well. Because this this is one of these episodes, these stories where Fujiko is unrepentantly working against Lupin. There's no sort of third act mm. uh, swapping sides in this one. Which is a bit nasty. <laughs> in, well... Just doing it for the money, I suppose, or whatever else yeah. she plans on getting. Gold, which is promised, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, so they, they go to various places, end up, um, I think, in Pompeii or just by Mount Vesuvius. Oh, I, I, I have no idea. Um, where they get hold of this secret weapon called the Fujin. And eventually, uh, every, Lupin defeats the bad guy. We won't go to any, we'll go to spoilers later on. But I think that's generally it's a it's a typical Lupin caper. There's a treasure to be found. There's rivals in getting hold of the treasure, and uh, but with the twist that Zenigata gets killed at the start, which is a particularly novel twist. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's one where Zenigata's got killed. There's definitely ones where Lupin's got killed at the start of the film. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Hmm. Um, it does feel in places like you've seen. If you've seen enough of these specials, you may feel like you've seen bits of these before. Um, <coughs> in terms of like there being a villain and the villain having uh, sort a of gimmick, well, gimmicky henchmen mm. for the various members of Lupin's gang to split off and fight. Yeah, what a lot of dodging around this film has. I've just got. Oh. 
It, I, I feel it pussyfoots around for so much of this film. But I think we should start at the start. <clears throat> We've said the plot. What about the opening sequence? Where to begin? It's too good. It is pretty good. It's... It is pretty good. Oh, it's it... got everything. It's hilarious. It's it's well animated. It's just... This is what sucked me in from the start. Obviously, I, I don't think anyone could watch the opening scene and say, oh, I don't really want to watch anymore. Because you just want more of this. And and who's the guy that Lupin can disguise himself as with like the little moustache? Is he like a I don't know maybe a famous person somewhere along the line? Uh, he, he does disguise himself as him twice, where he's on the little know. bike, and then later on when he's doing the artwork. So I don't know whether he's like a nod to someone famous somewhere oh, along the line, or maybe one of the the animators or something. I just saw. No idea. Oh well, I, I was reading too much into it, but. Um, Oh, it's, it's it's so funny. Everything it's so well choreographed. Anything that could kind of be prepared, it just feels so. Oh, I, I can't even describe it. I, I've watched the opening scene about four or five times since seeing this for the first time. It's 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 brilliant. Really is, really is. Yeah, it's um, two chases. One where Lupin's stealing the uh, statue, and then. A second chase where Zeddy Garter's basically on foot chasing him through the streets trying to get the statue back off him uh, while the credits run in that case. Oh yeah, it's got like a, a James Bondy kind of intro montage thing, hasn't it, with with a song. Do you know the name of the song? Uh, it's another remix of I say the second series Lupin theme. They tend to do like a variation on them. Right, right. Um, most specials. I think the band might actually show up later on. Um, what in the in the film? Yes. Oh, right. Is that where the, there's like a stage and there just happens to be a band there? Yes. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, there happens to be a jazz band. <laughs> just chilling out, playing. Yes. Oh, right, right. But see, I think the open scene, as good as it is, I think it blows out too early. And I don't think any of the film can compare the opening scene. What about Random Kittens? <laughs> see, yes, that, like, don't get us wrong. I, there's very funny bits in the film to come, but I just feel it's a, it kind of burns twice as bright for half as long. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I thought that to begin with, but watching it, I what this is the second time I've watched it all the way through, and I thought it held up better. The See, uh, I, later bits held up better. I don't know what it is because I, I can't even say it, it's because it's slow paced because it kind of it goes everywhere at ninety miles an hour. Like it's pretty much thing to thing. There's no nothing boring about it, but I don't know what it is that I kind of pinpoint. Whereas this was my second time viewing as well, and I, I didn't think it was as good as when I first seen it. Obviously, the opening scenes as good because it's, it's 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 too good. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's the the villain, that Morgana guy who I do not like. I don't know why you don't like him. I think it's pretty good design for. I th- I think it's the mask. I know there's a reasoning for the mask. Yes, because he's Italian. But, uh, it's the hideous tattoo, which reveals him to be um, one of the. Well, we'll the get more... to we'll ah, get, okay, yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. We're going to spoil that. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, what it is is it is uh, Lupin the Third doing uh, the Da Vinci Code, mm. uh, which isn't too much of a stretch because there's lots of Lupin things which have that sort of here's something historical and we're going to say there's a big secret behind it. Like the Alcatraz connection one, the big secret is Alcatraz has actually got a secret city run by criminals built underneath. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that one, but it sounds pretty good. Yeah. I mean, don't get us wrong. I think there's nothing wrong with what they're going to get. 
because I know like that's an important part. Whether the kind of is what they're going to get that exciting, that kind of you know. But I, I just think he's a terrible villain. I, I what what do you like about him? I mean, he's, he's an evil I, enough man. I, I, I and like fella. I like the crazy explanation of everything that's going on in the film and how he ties into it. Hmm. The fact that what the ninja are is pretty ridiculous. What his ninja are is that essentially. Well, we're let's get into spoilers. We might as well go straight into yeah. spoilers. It's hard to discuss it without reading. It's Da Vinci Code. So the fact that it's Leap on the Third crossed with a Da Vinci Code might give you an idea what they are. Oh, but here, but here, I'm going to start talking about spoilers. They're essentially papal ninja. Yeah. Uh, because it turns out that the Fuma clan was founded by fleeing scientists from Italy in 16th century. <laughs> and oh, they formed with a group of bandits. Yes, so they found the Fuma clan. And they'd run away because they'd been part of this organisation called Morgana, and they'd been persecuted by them when they split off from them. So it's never explicitly said that they're papal ninja, but the fact that it'd be scientists being persecuted... In the uh, sixty in the fifteen hundreds, it's most likely the Catholic Church. So basically, you've got Catholic ninjas, which is, which is perfectly acceptable. And and say and, okay, um, that's fine. <laughs> so and also not only that, but they developed lasers in the fifteen hundreds. Oh, and, and the way that's explained, I'm sure he says something like. Um, it's unsurprising that the scientists of the time could um, come up with lens- uh, lasers. It's like, well, it is surprising, actually. <laughs> I'm very surprised. But I-, I can let it slide. I can let it slide. I just don't like it. <sighs> ah. He's very weak. He's weak as far as I'm concerned. As villains go, in what way is what in what way is he weak? You can't say you don't like. Is it just you don't like the mask? Well, if, uh, <laughs> if we I get like down the, the nitty gritty, I think I don't like the blonde hair either. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to nitpick, but there's something. He's kind of got this just this boring look about. He feels kind of. In the wrong film. I, when I want a ninja oh, bad well, guy. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about people looking at the wrong film, then the Loop of the Third specials are full of that. <laughs> <laughs> because often, apart from your five main characters, a lot, a lot of the time the other characters all look like they've come from a different cartoon. Which is pretty much the case here. Is, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, except perhaps one of the henchmen, pretty much everybody else looks like they have come from a different a different cartoon. Namely uh, Ninja Scroll TV. Yes. I mean, that, that's what they did remind me. They reminded me of uh, sort of 90s OAV villains. Mm. Um, in, in terms of sort of, here's a bunch of guys who are slightly bigger than your heroes <laughs> in physical size, and they have ridiculous weaponry. Mm. I'll tell you who I hate more than the main villain. The guy with the claws. <laughs> I do not like him. He's I don't know if you get his name or anything, but he No, I don't think I don't think you do get his name at all. I I cuz I wrote down the other guys Andre, Andre Andre there's Andre who's got his giant yo-yos. <laughs> oh, we're not selling it to people. <laughs> Big yo-yos. I think that's villains. a selling point. And uh <laughs> there's a guy who dresses a bit like a vulture. He's a bit like uh what's his face out of Street Fighter? Vega. Yeah. Mm. That he's an Italian ninja. Yeah, and he's got the claws and he, he moves quick. And he does. Well, but. And then he like, drives his bus. He's forgivable because, yes, he, he drops through a bus full of nuns. <laughs> which is great. It's just a great visual. Then he lets them all jump off. Perfectly well, they all in off. Line. That's because he's dropped through the bottom of it, so he's got to climb out the hole. So they're obviously ah, escaping enough, at that point. Enough. And then he chases after them in a bus. And then he almost runs over some kittens. <laughs> But Lupin manages to save the kittens. Oh, very, very nice of him. Very nice. But it. Uh, <sighs> what about the, the guy with the yo-yos? At least he does walk in the dog. At least, at least he walks the dog with them. Put it that way. But yeah, I mean that he. I don't know if he's been in one before, or they're just using a gimmick they've done before. Because he, where... they kind of mentioned some connection with him and 
Jeegan, kind of. Yeah, I mean, they've done that before. I don't know if it was the same guy or just they're just using that gimmick again. Is mm. that often there'll be a henchman and Jeegan will go, oh, I know this guy, or he knows Jeegan because... <laughs> Leave this one to me. They're both hitmen and the guy wants to sh- show his worth by killing Jeegan, who's the best shot in the world. And he's got a big yo-yo. Oh uh, yeah, but I, I like the. He, he, but at least these guys are more com- actually competent than the guys in Ninja Scroll. No, well, <laughs> if it's a, ba- a battle of villains, um, I, I do agree that these fellows would probably, because uh, they do actually manage to beat Lupin and Jigen and Gomon once. Yeah, they don't, don't manage to beat them a second time or a third, but uh, they do manage to do it once. Mm, that's true. That's true. Yeah. This is no B guy. This is no guy with bees <laughs> in his back, or anything like that. What about the other villain, Maya? Well, yeah, we're meant, we're in spoiler territory yes. here, aren't we? So that's perfectly fine. Yeah. So uh, there's a the fourth villain and third henchman making up the numbers is uh, Maya, who turns out to also be a member of the Fuma Ninja, and is just there trying to sabotage. Morgana's plans. Yeah. And she's got this... Well, when she fights Goemon, she's got this huge, like, kind of samurai armor. And this weird sword that I'm sure would not slide out of the sheath. <laughs> um, <does> it, <laughs> would it? Because it's got this strange curve. and It doesn't look like that would fit in there. Oh, well, the sword's like that in uh, Skyrim, so... No, oh, well, <laughs> they must fit in sheets. Uh, yeah, I did look at whether it was a real person who saw it belonged to, but it didn't seem to be. Because um, I do mention names, I couldn't find any any information about this Hojo Kagatora, who oh, supposedly right. the sword belonged to. But I did like when they're fighting over the sword, and then Fujiko just comes along and pulls it out of the sheath while they're fighting, <laughs> and tells them to carry, tells the boys to carry on having their staring contest. <laughs> I love that bit's pretty good, actually. And uh, I like when uh, the the ninja dog, who's a very good character, uh, licks her bum cheek. That did really make me laugh. I really did laugh at that. And I found that very amusing. But no, that bit's all right. Do I like? I mean, I'm totally hating on this. Might make your thought was repetitive because they do do a running running gags with Lupin, Jigen, and uh, Gomon, where Lupin keeps on getting bit on the bum by the uh, dog. Jigen keeps on falling in the water, and uh, Gomon keeps on sneezing because he's at the start of the film he's purifying his body by <laughs> going and walking, yeah, swimming in very cold European waters. I didn't notice the Jigen falling in the water thing. No, Is it obvious? Always... Is it? Yes, because because he comments on it as well. He goes not again because at the start of the film he just he he's sort of rolling his eyes at Gomon doing this purification and then getting a cold. Yeah, yeah, I, I get sub- that, I get that. And then subsequently, throughout the film, he's falling in the water. Uh, I didn't pick up on that as much as I probably should have done. Oh. But no, it, it's very funny. It's uh, With the, the dog thing, especially, I love seeing people getting bit by dogs, <laughs> especially on the bum. We're better yeah, bit. So all the crazy things are. Oh, there's a. Um... Oh yeah, the Fujin. We should probably talk about. Well, it turns out to be a clockwork particle accelerator. <laughs> and which has apparently been around for centuries. Mm. It, uh... <laughs> and oh, I've, I've got to praise this credit where credit's due. As a kind of um, final thing that, the, like, this kind of power that the villain wants to achieve. Like you, in films I've seen in the past, the power tends to be like such a letdown, or it's like a, a play on words or something, you know. But this is a damn good thing. If the villain had this, it, there'd be no. This would be the last job because it's very powerful. Yeah, even though it does actually also get managed to get a play of play on words in there as well, in how they think it's going to be activated. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's a good thing to chase after. If I was a bad guy, I'd I'd want one, maybe two, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but it can create a black hole. Yes, pretty much. 
like you do. Oh, we should mention that Zenigata isn't actually dead. Um, Shock. And his coming back is pretty funny as well. We... Oh, that is very good. That is... <laughs> Even though the his, Asuka has like put him in some sort of state ninja stasis, hasn't she? <laughs> but he's still been buried. And he punches his way out his coffin because he needs to go to the toilet. <laughs> and there happens to be two of his, like, kind of... Uh, I, I don't know what what they are in the police force, but two of his mates from the police force happen to be kind of going to pay their respects and stuff to the grave, and out he pops. And they pretty much need the toilet as well, I think. <laughs> he has to wear a different hat for the rest of the oh, special. Yeah. A nice little flat cap. <laughs> And I think, because how, what kind of fraction of the film does he return as a kind of, like, how much of the film is he missing? Uh, most of it. He's it's only a really big in... chunk. Yeah. I mean, like, because um, at this time he's had throat cancer, Goronaya, the guy who plays him. So while he's not in this much, it's still one of the better performances of him compared to some of the other specials. One of the specials you watch it and you think, has he actually acted in it, or has have they just taken clips of him from oh, really? other stuff and just built a performance up? But yeah, he's definitely doing. I mean, his voice is nowhere near as good as it was at his prime, but he's definitely doing more stuff in this one than he had done in some of the previous films. Mm. See, I, I do like the idea of the, the whole killing off thing and kind of them coming back. I was late when that happened, but. I think that was, like, obviously I knew he wasn't dead. It was obvious, which is fair enough. But I like the kind of connection with Lupin and Zenigata. Them kind of this opposite, opposites attracting kind of thing. And him not being in a lot of it, it's kind of, you want him back because him chasing Lupin is good. You like that. I like that. Well, you got to do Zenigata now, so hopefully... There'll be no need to kill anyone off and <laughs> yeah, bring them or... back. <laughs> but no, I, I thought that was a, not a weakness, but I think I was slightly disappointed there wasn't as much kind of interaction between those two until the end, which is quite nice at the end when they meet up again. It's yeah. pretty good. Uh, the, pay, the payoff at the end when um, he asks Asuka what, what she wants to do next after they've defeated Morgana. And it's let's arrest a Lupin. <laughs> Which uh, he seems very fond of doing. Because <laughs> is she a recurring character? That No, but the idea of Zenigata having a psychic who is more than they seem or is somehow involved in the general plot does come up a few times in the specials. Right, right. Yeah. Because uh, she's an alright character. I mean... I'm tend I tend not to be a fan of female leads because I I don't know that you're sexist. I, well, it would come across that way. I just feel a female lead in terms of the writing and what they do, they've got to do a lot more work to win me over. They can't just flash a bit of flesh to win me over. <laughs> I know. I think she's a decent character. I think most of the kind of the goodies are good, aside the villains. They just don't like the villains. I just don't like the villains. I've, I mean, I mean, Lupin's hilarious. He's, he's, it's just classic. It's, it seems what I like about what I've seen of Lupin. What I like about it is just in the bucket loads with the humor here. Um, just the villains. I'm sorry, whoever did the. But villain. he's got a, he's got a, an aeroplane inside a submarine. <laughs> just in case. I don't know what they were initially planning on with that decoy. I understand that, like, going on and kind of cut through whatever the hell he likes, but that's some good planning to predict that to happen. There, well, between, I mean, in the very first set piece, with the way the gang steal the statue in the first place is remarkable. How oh, yeah. Plays yeah. Off. <laughs> talk about some ridiculous planning. <laughs> Sheer look. Putting a jet inside a submarine seems pretty obvious <laughs> compared to what happens in the first scene. That's true. That's true. Anything that you, you just can't imagine the first scene without actually seeing it. It's um, 
It's pretty. There's like a, a like a mannequin of Lupin driving a van, and oh, it's just brilliant. And Lupin's obviously got the best disguises on the planet. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, uh, trust... under the radar with those disguises. Just trying to remember which of the other Lupin films this kind of reminded me of a little. In terms of sort of helicopter battles, just the general look of Morgana as well. And I think it's the one with a ridiculously named villain. But they're Nazis, I think, in that one, rather than Catholic Ninjas. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I wanted to look, but didn't get around to seeing whether or not they sort of because like, they they mentioned sort of the ideas that Romans had visited Japan centuries ago. Yeah, kind of the Romans kind of invaded the Japanese folklore and stuff, hadn't they? Yes. I'm sure they mentioned that the Tengu and Oni were actually just. Two Italian fellas living in the mountains. That's how it's put across. So... Uh, oh, yeah, I know. The thing I wanted to say is... Because you've been reading Billy Bat, haven't you? I have. I'm, I'm a little behind, but I'm, I'm like well aware of... If you're going to uh, mention ninjury stuff. Yeah, because I mean, obviously there's things in this special which have echoes in Billy Bat as well. It's sort of the idea of because um, that has a similar thing where isn't a Catholic priest hands off the scrolls brings the scrolls to Japan in the first place um, gee god if, I, I think I feel like I've re- I read so much of that so fast and uh, let's think let's think but this kind of um, all tied in together and like the culture kind of but I'm, yeah, I, I think it might be the case. But I love, I, I do like the whole unknown truth thing with the, as you say, the, there's been like a, a deeper thing that, no, I, I, the thing is, I'm going to mention, how come the two Fuma Ninja girls didn't know about this? You'd expect it to be kind of told as kids, oh, this is where we came from. Unless um, uh, maybe keep it quiet because we're on the run. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. Oh, uh, Pursuit of Harry Mal's Treasure, I think, is the one which kind of has similar things into this one. can't remember whether I liked it or not. It has a ridiculously named villain called Her- Hermaphrodite. <laughs> and this is another Lupin special. Yes. <laughs> well, if it seems like they've got a, a trending thing of poor villains, and if that's the case, well, I'm assuming it's a, a crap villain from the name. Well, the name sounds pretty good. Yeah, and, and it also has a guy who's sort of James Bond and his granddaughter as well. Hmm. Thing I didn't like as well. I didn't like all the guns in this. I, I I don't agree that ninjas should have guns. Well, that's the point. That's that is the point. Obviously, you've got to keep up with the times and well, stuff. No, that's, that's the point. Is that they're not real ninjas. They're just sort of posing because mm. they. Yeah, I suppose because the two they are girls who guns. are ninjas. They don't use a gun. No, and she goes and buys some ninja weaponry from a priest who turns out to be Lupin. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's a ninja boom apparently in Italy where the mafia like to use ninja weapons. God knows why. <laughs> but that remind me, there's a bit where they're all Lupin, uh, Jigen, and Gorman all driving along in the snow and they're sliding around this mountain top, trying to go along this mountain. This car's spinning and it slides off the mountain and he just winds the window down and a ninja weapon pulls them back to, to safety. I did laugh at that. Oh, there go. It's almost like a says, speed racing moment or something. Shouldn't, like shouldn't you just put the chain around the tyres instead? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I thought the gags in this are some of the better ones uh, of the recent specials, I think. I think they do just have some nice... Uh, but the bit with Gohan on his phone, <laughs> you think that was some sort of product placement? <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but he doesn't only pull out a phone, but... A, a, a smartphone. <laughs> and it demonstrates the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, the little fe- feature of... Oh, if you turn it horizontal... As does the image. It, it flips as well. And that made us chuckle a little bit. But oh, there's some very funny moments. But as I say, I just feel it burns out so quick with the opening scene. And it's a shame. I, I really enjoyed it the first time I watched it. Don't get us wrong. But I kind of... The second time I watched it, I didn't feel it was as good. But the, you can't really base something on review. I don't think. Yeah, see, I, I had this opposite opinion. I thought it did drag a bit the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it, I thought it moved at a better pace. So there you go. Horses for courses, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did take a break when I was watching it, so I might have had something to do with it. Maybe oh, I down all I in one go, it may have still dragged for me. Well, I suppose that shows it must be half decent, because I just sat through it in... and just and kind of enjoyed it. I, I don't get us wrong, I did enjoy it, but I just think... It has its it has its negativities, being that it can't live up to the opening scene. It's such big boots to fill. It, uh, such big boots to fill. Mm. We need to mention more about the dog and how Lupin kind of gets some revenge near the very end of the film. Oh, when he ties him to the MRI, the scanner they've stolen from the hospital. Oh, no, I was thinking there's something a little bit later on. Oh, was it later on or earlier? A little bit earlier than that, where he... He passes wind on him. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know whether it's like a little gadget that he's used. Because I'm guessing it's it a, a gadget. Because there's a lot of gas coming out there. <laughs> it's very putrid coloured. But uh, I, I burst out laughing. And I knew that bit was coming. And I still burst out laughing at that. Oh, it's brilliant. But it still ends up biting him in the bum. It just avoids the gas and still but gets But that saves his life at one point. It and... does, it does, yeah. Trapped in Milo Gar- Milo Garibaldi's lab, which they mm. I like all the little gadgets leading into that. Way he presses the those kind of Indiana Jones moments where the yeah turn a cog, something opens. Don't put something on the cog where it was. Something comes and kills you. That kind of thing. I, I like that in this. Well, you should get. You should try and see the Puma Conspiracy at some point because that's got a lot. That's even more Indiana Jonesy. Oh. Good, good. It's got, uh, in fact, the bulk of the film is an, sort of an Indiana Jones type set piece. Check it out, because that's what could have been today. That's what it could have been today. Could have been. Instead, you get Lupin, which it seems strange, but the, the you're right. What you say, there's more ninjas than this than Ninja Scroll. Big, big time. <laughs> it is. How they're more competent as well, except when they're facing, <laughs> except when they're the scrub ninjas, they still get cut down by Gohan. Mm. And, and they must all have terrible shots as well, because they spray bullets like the free. <laughs> well, they like, kill one of the other guys. Don't they kill the one you didn't like? Yeah, I was pleased at that. I had a little. Well, yeah, yeah. I hope he was dead anyway. I hope he was dead. Because what happens to the big yo-yo guy? He gets. Oh, like... uh, yeah. Jigen attaches a jetpack to one of his yo-yos, and he flies off. And he flies off into the distance. Yo-yo first, <laughs> and obviously Maya and. Obviously, it turns out to be a goodie, being the chick's sister, which is all fair, all well and good. And she didn't die because I, 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 I could, I remembered it wrong. I thought she was going to die some sort of tragic death, and I thought that would have been terribly cliche. Mm. No, it was just, nice that she doesn't. Uh, no, it can't be her. It can't be in her Aphrodite. I was thinking of. It doesn't look anything like the other. What so? Think it. Oh, it's um, it's Hermaphrodite's henchman. I think, kind of has a similar. Build to um, Andre Morgana. Oh, Morgana! Oh, right, right, yeah, right. But see, it's very difficult for me to kind of compare this to any other Lupin special because I've I've seen nothing. <laughs> I'm very yes, yeah, so that could that could be a thing. I've probably seen more, even more. I've seen more mediocre ones, and so this one might just stand out a bit more because <laughs> yeah. I 
and also I like as I've said before on the podcast, I've got a very low level of enjoying a Lupin film. It doesn't take much to uh, make me happy in mm. terms of. I think I think you could possibly stick figures, and if as long as you had the right music, I'd have been okay. <laughs> okay with it because <laughs> the music oh boy it does it does do its job in terms of queuing things properly and setting things off mm. oh don't get any scene with any of the main gang on i i smile like I, I enjoy it but as soon as it goes to the bloody morgana's hideout i hate the hideout all the scenes in the 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 h enemy hq is awful like this big castle, but it's got the best computers going. You know, like a classic hideout, which is very well, well and good, but ah, it's, he's so boring. <laughs> so I think I've got, I'm, the, the more I think about it, the more, because I've got a little picture of him up on the screen, actually. And, um, it's like a poster for the film. And he's just smiling at me. And he knows I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Oh, but no, I do, I do want to see more Lupin stuff, obviously. But um, don't get. I think this will take a lot to top just because of the opening scene, and like there's a, a few nice chases th- later on in the film with like, as you say, the bus scene. That's pretty good. But obviously, the villain driving the bus is a bit of a letdown. Um, oh, the dog goes through the wars, doesn't it? The poor dog gets some bad treatment. If this was a live action cruelty, the animals gets electrocuted, it gets gassed by Fuiko, which is all a bit harsh. He's it, a he's a pretty good dog though. Oh, he's he's he well behaved. He to steal things off Lupin without him noticing. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't know why Fuiko need felt the urge to use gas because surely a motorbike can outrun a dog. It's a ninja dog. Well, it's got two extra legs. (laughs) No, it is a good dog. It's very cute. It's very cute. I I like cute dogs, and especially animated ones. Is it Pio cute? Pio Pio cute? Uh, He's not spherical enough to be as cute as Pio Pio. Which I'm up to date on, as I thought I'd mention. (laughs) That is the the only current anime show I am up to date on. And it's worth it, it's worth it. <coughs> so as ninja stuff goes, do you think this was better than Ninja Scroll? Uh, no, Ninja Scrolls. Better. Yeah. Well, in terms of ninja... I don't... I, I kind of... I do really quite like the plot of this Lupin film. In terms of just the ludicrousness <laughs> of the idea of Italian ninjas who created lasers and the device which can create a black hole. I do kind of like that a little more than Ninja Scrolls plot of let's fake a disease so we can steal some gold. <laughs> but at the same time, it's more Ninja, realistic. Scrolls, Ninja Scrolls obviously much better made in terms of animation than this than a TV special could possibly be. Oh um, yeah, yeah, it's it's um, it's unfair to kind of compare two like that, but. Um... No, there's certainly a lot of ninjas in this, and the ninja henchmen look like the the basic henchmen. I like their masks and stuff. They look pretty. As ninjas go, yeah, they're the as kind Euro- of cool ninja. As European ninjas go, they're pretty good. <laughs> and they're, and they're, they don't. They're not obviously Kageyostro clones, as Which, sometimes yeah. when I think there's other ones where you've got uh, faux ninja henchmen where you just go. You're just watching Cagliostro. Give them a claw. Pop. Give them claws and stuff. And... Or just, I think, which one it is, there's even one where they kind of move the same. And you're like, oh, come on. And they're running across rooftops. It's like, come on. Try That's what ninjas new. do. They don't I know, take but paths when they've got like that sort of shoulder, hunched shoulder type thing that they were doing in Cagliostro. Oh, yeah. At least they weren't doing that in this. Yeah, true. They were straight up ninjas with cool white masks. <laughs> obviously yeah again that's sort of the uh well not rome it's more venetian isn't it mm. the masks i bet they're all so. loved spaghetti which is a they mentioned spaghetti a lot in this yes because i don't think they ever declare that he's actually italian it's just that he likes he looks like he likes eating spaghetti <laughs> so favorite bit in the film 
Unless there's other stuff you want to mention about it, of course. Uh, no, I think that's pretty much everything I wanted to mention. Uh, favorite thing, and ignoring the if outside of the opening, it's just mm. the appearance of the random kittens during a chase. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like they went, how can we make this um, this chase even more high stakes? I know. Let's stick five kittens in front of a bus. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> Well, my favourite bit, other than the opening, and other than Fuiko getting her, bo- her bum cheek licked uh, by a dog, it's I-, I like the moment at the end. Well, I-, I like all the moments with the the interaction between Lupin and Zenigata. When 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 Zenigata says, "Oh, I smell Lupin," and Lupin says, oh, "I can't smell the old man," I like that. And that's where the the film redeems itself a lot. So the 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 very end where Lupin, where you assume Lupin drops the hat down for him, that's nice. I like that. I, I just like that interaction. But yeah. So yeah, that's uh, Lupin the third, the last job. Um, yeah, I'd say it's one of if you if you've not seen any Lupin TV specials, uh, there's probably better ones. Try to think. Which one? I'd prefer more of the TV specials. Possibly... Is the newest one good? Is good? Uh, I'm not finished watching that, so I'm not going to say. It right. does look pretty good. It looks sort of more cohesively designed, let's say. So it doesn't look like you've got... The Lupin characters look like they belong in the same world as everybody else. Right, right. So there's uh, no crossover with Ninja Scroll TV villain. No. <laughs> uh, even if they don't quite look as monkey punchy, they do all seem to be in the same world. Uh, I quite like Operation Return of the Treasures is the one that springs to mind, but I haven't rewatched really that. But um, in terms of having a crazy <laughs> historical idea and good use of real world geography, I think that does a good job. Oh, definitely. I mean, I've came across very negative about it, but I'd certainly recommend watching it. Hell, just for the opening scene alone, it's worth watching. And there's some of the good bits to kind of keep you you going throughout. Definitely. Yep, yep. Ignore the villains. (laughs) So next week it will be part three of Ninja Month. Mm. What, which is it again? <laughs> it is going to be. It will be full of turtle power. Ah, oh, good. It's good. It's that. It's that part of the month. Okay. Yeah, that part. Good. So what? Um, what have you got doing at Kitacon? I know you might well, be doing some stuff. <laughs> yes, I've seen a list. I've seen a. I don't think it's out with the public, but it's people not, who are running events well, yeah. have got events lists so um on the saturday they will be an anison armageddon we run on saturday afternoon and then in the evening there will be mad stravaganza six and how many years has this been going on for i always forget my mad stravaganza this will be the sixth one i've done so six jesus christ well it's the seventh technically it's the seventh one i've done but it's the sixth proper. Ah, right, right. Um, what else is going on? I'm trying to find up the. St- I don't even know what days the other things are on that I'm part of. Um, obviously the Anison Armageddon, which I'll be there for. Um, uh, AMVA and Chef. I th- I'm pretty sure that's Sunday. The Machinimus. Machinimus. Uh, is it? That's got a longer. No, just Machinima panel. That is on Sunday as well. I don't know which is first. And also I'm helping out on the Street Fighter tournament and um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 tournament. So if you want to enter them, just, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be on the day sign-ups. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter as well. Ant, ask you. A-N-T-A-S-K-E-W. Um, YouTube. T-S-E-N-G-808 and there should be a video which I'll not be able to link to or reveal where it's going to be until the last episode of Ninja Month if it gets released on time. So I expect everyone who listens to go there and like this video but you'll see. I don't want to spoil too much. 
And you, you can find me on Twitter at awesome underscore ng, and you can find my website awesome-engine.com and you can find the website of this podcast at dynamiteinthebrain.com and you can like us on Facebook and uh, yeah, all the usual. We can, you can see on Twitter as well now, I think. I was Well, I was going to <laughs> go into the feed mode, I think, but uh, forget that <laughs> for this week. Uh, and who have we got a guest for next week? Has that been confirmed? or? Uh, no, nah, I'm going to try and find somebody though. Right, okay, it's going to be a good one next week. No bad villains, well, I, I don't know, because I haven't watched the thing we're going to do yet, but um, hopefully no bad villains. But if it's in uh... classic fashion, oh, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want um... <coughs> Don't get your hopes up too high. Oh, God. <laughs> See, I can, I can live with cheesy villains, but... I don't, I, I, I don't really know what your problem is with this guy. I don't, I just don't, I just, I don't like the way he treats women in it. <laughs> <laughs> he's very nasty to Maya very nasty well, you're not supposed to like him because he oh, treats people nicely there's great villains who are nasty people and I love um, I can't think of an example probably some uh, I don't know I don't know but it's the mask that ruins it I'm telling you why don't you like the mask it's, it's very mask villains are classic I, I, I agree, but not in this case. I don't like his cloak either. It's got those kind of golden, purple, Egyptian colour look to it. Egyptian colour? That's what oh, I call Egyptian colour. Purple and gold. Think it's more sort of supposed to be... Royalty uh, kind of, maybe. Well, I'm thinking papal. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that is what it's supposed to invoke. Yeah, I suppose when I, when I went to church, there is a lot of golden purple. I'll let this one. I'll let the cloak slide. But I'll not let his blonde hair and blonde beard go. If he had if he had white hair, you know what? He'd be a better villain. <laughs> and, and I think you agree. If he had white hair, he'd be a better villain. I want something there. Villains should have white hair from now on. <laughs> okay, I think we should leave that there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. Your life's gone down the drain Your body's wrecked with pain There's just one thing to blame Dynamite in the brain Dynamite in the brain Dynamite in the brain Dynamite in the brain Dynamite in the brain